get the mic. Honey, I've got something to say. Ooh, I like that. Can you turn that up for me? No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj. What's up? What's up? It's your girl Maj, and we are back with another episode of Ask Maj, the podcast where I am spilling all the real tea. So let's get right into it. Maj moment of the week, of the day, of the month, of the year, <laughs> or however long you need to hold on to this specific Maj moment. So this is something I just want you to kind of reflect on. Um, and this comes from a conversation that uh, my family and I had this past weekend over Father's Day. And yes, happy Father's Day to all the fathers. We'll get to that in just a second. Um, but this comes from a conversation that I had um, over the weekend with my family. And we talked about the meaning of success um, and what success looks like. And so the conversation was centered around, you know, how everybody searches for this American dream. Everybody searches for fame and wealth and riches and, you know, to be on top. And so on and so forth. Um, But when you really think about, you know, being, you know, famous, I guess, um, what is it that you're really going after? Um, You know, what is it about fame that you're really going after? Um, And why is it that you pursue what you pursue? Or why is it that you do what you do? Um, And we got into the conversation um, just about the comparison between, you know, there are some people who have, you know, so much money and then they're so miserable, right? So they're always, you know, searching and looking to fill a void when they have everything that we think, you know, is worth having, you know, but they're still miserable. But then you have, there are some poor people, you know, around the world. And sometimes, you know, they seem to be some of the happiest people. So food for thought. When you think about your purpose and you think about you know, your passion and your career and what you're pursuing in your life. Think about this. Ask yourself this. What does success mean to you? What does success look like for you? Is it, you know, being viral on Instagram or being Instagram famous? You know, is it being a, you know, a a social media influencer and everybody knowing your name? Is it inspiring, you know, the few people that, you know, listen to your podcast or shop at your business or use your services? You know, is success, you know, having, you know, the opportunity to buy something or actually having that thing? Let me break that down. So my mom mentioned, you know, uh, she brought up like having a Lamborghini, Um, you know, and a lot of people think like, you know, having a Lamborghini or a fancy car or a fancy house is, you know, what makes them happy, you know, what success looks like for them. And I kind of chimed in and I said, you know, I, 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 I see that. I I can see how people think, you know, fancy things, so on and so forth are what's worth being, you know, successful. But my thing is this, when I think about success, it's not necessarily having the Lamborghini. It's about being set up and financially free to have the opportunity to buy that Lamborghini if I wanted to, not necessarily having the Lamborghini. Because, you know, I see on Twitter and Instagram all the time, you know, you have, you know, people flexing and, you know, with bags and fancy things and luxury this and brand name this and their credit is bad, you know, or they're heavy in debt. 
you know, so on and so forth. So I think for me, it's more of the opportunity and knowing that I'm I'm free enough or wealthy enough and not wealthy just with money, but with knowledge and wisdom um, and good decision making skills that if I wanted to purchase a Lamborghini, I could. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I, I, I want you to think about that. Like, what does success look like for you? Um, you know, being financially free, this is for me now, um, being financially free, you know, being able to spend as much time with my family as possible. You know, when I have kids, like being able to drop my kids off with my mom and dad, when me, you know, and my husband want to take a trip the next, you know, or have lunch in Paris the next day, like just being free to do what I want when I want, um, and always having that family support there. I think that's what it looks what success looks like for me and then another thing is a lot of people look for you know the fame and the the attention and the followers and the fan base and all that that stuff and, and there's nothing wrong with that but I think for me sometimes I had to go back to you know my true purpose and my mission has always been that if I can inspire one person then my goal is fulfilled and I stand by that to this day and and I'm gonna be honest I think when you're chasing a dream you know especially when it when it has something to do with being you know influencer status or you know being in the spotlight Sometimes we do lose that, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes sometimes we kind of lose uh, where where and why we started. Um, so I always just have to, like, go back. And, and sometimes, you know, when people reach out to me and text me and DM me, they say, hey, you know, you inspired me with this. Or, hey, you know, this, this helped me get through the week, you know. Or this, you know, this helped me to, you know, stay motivated or be motivated. That brings me back to my purpose. It's truly to inspire. And if it's just one person that I've inspired, I know that my job is done. I know that my goal is fulfilled. So when you're thinking about, you know, what you're pursuing and what your goals are, family goals, career goals, so on and so forth, ask yourself, what does success look like for you? What does it mean to have success for you? So just a quick little food for thought. So yes, happy Father's Day. I know I'm a little late, but yes, happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there. Y'all deserve it. Happy Father's Day, happy Father's Day, and happy Father's Day. And so I was on Instagram scrolling, and I just thought this was such an amazing moment. Um, it really was, was it, it touched my heart a little bit, but Kelly Rowland, uh, talked about her experience um, meeting her biological father for the first time after he spent uh, the uh, year searching for her. I think it was more than 30 years or so um, that they were searching for each other. And, and this was a while back, but she just now opened up about it. And it just really touched my heart. So this is what she said. I won't read the entire caption, but I definitely encourage you to go read the story. It's it's It will touch your heart. Um she said, this was the day, this was a picture of her and her, her father. She said, this was the day I met Christopher Lovett, my biological father. This was honestly one of the most pivotal moments in my life. After 30 years of not seeing him, not speaking to him, what would that mean? For me, my family, my psyche? Well, this day in October of 2018, I would find out. I finally found him, set up the meeting, and at this time, I was filming American Soul. When I tell you I was petrified, I was walking to meet him, and my feet suddenly felt like they weighed a ton. Needless to say, I was overcome with anxiety, and I had a full-on anxiety attack. In that moment, I felt like the abandoned eight-year-old. My team calmed me down, and as soon as I turned the corner in my head, I was cursing this man. Why didn't you come find me? Did you love me? Am I worthy? And when I looked at him and he looked at me, nothing came to my lips, not one word. I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, 
listen. So I don't know. I just thought that was such a, a heart wrenching story um, that she was able to reunite with with her father um, and it ended well. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people search for. I know I have friends who have lost fathers or, you know, who who haven't had the opportunity to have a father in their life. Um, so stories like that are just so touching. And I think that they represent a, a little bit of hope. So shout out to Kelly Rowland for opening up about her story, meeting her biological father. All right, moving on. Juneteenth was litty. Okay, shout out to everybody who got off for Juneteenth. And shout out to the outpouring um, and support or of support for black owned businesses. Like y'all did y'all thing. When I say Juneteenth was blackity, black, 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 like it was blackity, black, black, black. So shout out to all my black folks. Shout out to the black community. We did that. And I just pray and I hope that you had an amazing Juneteenth. Um, I spent my Juneteenth on the road traveling to see my black family, so we had an excellent celebration, and we kind of mixed it a little bit with Father's Day, and we did games, and we celebrated black culture, and I bought black hair products, and it was litty. It was litty. Oh, what a time to celebrate black people. Um, and I definitely hope that we keep that energy going. Keep that same energy. And yes to Miss Tiana Taylor for dropping this gift, okay, on Juneteenth. When I say that was the best Juneteenth present, yes, ma'am. Let's get into the album, Tiana Taylor's The Album. First of all, if you have not listened to the album, it is an emotional roller coaster. Oh, my God. I mean, she took you from just, you know, sadness to like going down memory lane to in the club winding to rolling your windows down you know feeling good you know happy motivated I want to dance with somebody like that album just uh it just it's a feel-good album emotional roller coaster I mean you and you go through it and the good thing about it was she broke uh, down the albums into, I guess she calls them studios. Um, and it's Studio A, Studio L, Studio B, Studio U, and Studio M. And it spells out album, which I thought was really creative. Um, and it's called The Album. And she tweeted, she said, you can listen out of order to match your feelings at the current moment. So, yes, T, when I need to, you know, when I have a certain feeling, I can listen to a certain studio of the album. So that is so lit. Love the album. And honestly, I haven't even had time to uh, really digest the whole thing. Like, I need to listen to it over and over and over again. And I'm, I'm so excited because this album, I believe, has 29 songs on it. Um, and her last album didn't have that many songs. So I was so glad that she gave us a little bit more to hold on to, a little bit more to carry. Um, and I think it was just excellent, you know, that she dropped that on Juneteenth. Again, celebrating black people. Um, all of the features, Quavo, Lauren Hill, like what? How did you get Lauren Hill? Oh my gosh. Uh Erica Badu, um, all of these amazing people. And Tiana has been has always been big on honoring and paying homage to those people who have come before her. Um, and so I love the kind of twist, the kind of spin she did on, you know, 90s R and B, the samples, you know, that she added in. I oh, I just love that. Um, and shout out to Quavo, you know. I, I liked his little part. That <laughs> I liked his little part on uh Let's Build. He had a little burst on there, a little feature. 
Um, so I really like that. My Some of my favorite songs from what I've heard so far, Wake Up Love, like, that is my song. And I think I'm obsessed with the song because of the video. I don't know. I just, I love that song. Low Key with Erica Badu. First of all, I love Erica Badu, so I might even be biased on that. But they killed together. Um, and then the feature with Quavo, Let's Build. Like, I just... Oh, my God. And let's not even talk, talk about Come Back to Me. First of all, Junie deserves the Grammy. Like, Tiana, move to the side because Junie is on the way, okay? She's on the way to the top. Sis is making her way. I love it. She has her own little clothing line. Sis is a model, you know, and now she on the, she on the, uh, the track. Sis, is, sis says she is a, a, a jack of many trades. She is coming up, okay? Uh, and like she said in that little Instagram post she, said, post, she said, let's just say I'm a boss, okay? Yes, Junie, you deserve a Grammy, okay? So shout out to Junie. Shout out to Tiana for that amazing album. Um, definitely going to carry me through the rest of the year with that one. So moving on, Kim Kardashian, uh, according to, I believe it was the Wall Street Journal, uh, she just signed a deal with Spotify for a new podcast. Um, and it's supposed to be about wrongful convictions. Um, and on the podcast, she's discussing uh, seeking justice for those who have received unlawful convictions and excessive sentences excessive sentences Ooh, that's a tongue twister um and so it's, it's supposed to be focused around the work that she's done with the innocence project which is a nonprofit organization uh that works to exonerate wrongly convicted individuals so uh we'll see how that goes now spotify hasn't made a comment about it nor has uh kim kardashian like i said the news came from the wall street journal so we'll see how that goes um it sounds a, a bit interesting and i mean it seems like she's been doing a lot of work um in that area so i don't know it may be cool we'll see how that goes uh moving on i finally watched the the dave Chappelle stand up on netflix um I, I, i'm sorry i don't know if it was on netflix i can't remember where i watched it that don't matter i watched it um and i first of all i don't i wouldn't call it a stand-up uh he talked more about serious issues um it was really good it was really good i really enjoyed it um, I definitely encourage you to watch it if you have not watched it. But the one thing that I really found interesting about what he said what he, was he talked about um, our reliability and dependability on celebrities um, and them speaking up about what's going on right now. You know, just about like racial injustice and, you know, everything happening around George Floyd and, you know, the the lives that have been lost Um you know, at the hands of, of police officers. Um, and he said something very interesting. He said that, you know, he's, he said that he chooses, you know, to, to not necessarily be silent, but he doesn't speak up in, in these particular situations because he's not a part of the streets. I hope I'm, 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 I'm describing this correctly. Um, but basically he was saying he doesn't understand why people depend so much on celebrities when celebrities aren't in the streets. Like they don't deal with or, you know, they're not experiencing the same things that that we're experiencing. Um, and he said so he doesn't understand why, you know, people are depending on them so much, you know, to come out and make a statement or so on and so forth when they're not living the life that we're living. You know, they have resources. Oh, my gosh. Like out of this world. And so I talked about this on a previous podcast um, about 
you know, celebrities and, and the whole thing with, you know, being quarantined. Like, y'all have, you know, they have basketball courts and pools and all types of stuff right, you know, at the tip of their fingers in their homes. So is quarantine really a thing for them? You know, is that really bad for them when you have everything, you know, that we that we would like to go to? You know, you have those things at the tip of your fingers. So, you know, are you really struggling, you know, in quarantine like like, you know, like we are? kind of thing and so I think that's what he was touching on is like why are people so dependent on celebrities speaking out about something they're not necessarily experiencing um and so I, I it was very interesting to me I see both sides because regardless if you know you have celebrity status regardless if you have riches and you're famous and you know all this other stuff you still black <laughs> you're still black and at the end of the day I think racial inequality and racial you know, injustice has to deal with human decency. If you have any type of compassion in your heart, you know what I'm saying? If you have any care or compassion for a human life, then you will understand this matter. You know what I'm saying? But I do see where he's coming from in terms of we holding celebrities to this this high standard of speaking on behalf of, of, of the black community when they're not dealing with these issues like we are, you know? So... I know. I just thought I thought it was very interesting, and I definitely encourage you uh, to go watch that um, and kind of develop your own thoughts and opinions about what he had to say. I thought it was really interesting. Um, and speaking of celebrities speaking out <laughs> about what's going on, I know y'all have heard about the whole battle or beef between. I wouldn't even call it beef because I don't. I don't necessarily think they're beefing, but J Cole and No Name. So a little while back, um, No Name, I guess, called out celebrities for you know uh not using their platform to speak about you know the issues going on in our world so recently j cole just dropped this song uh called snow on the bluff and a lot of people saw that as him kind of taking um a stab at no name for for calling him out so i just want to read a few lines he says uh let's see she said, he said, she's mad at the celebrities. Low-key, I be thinking she talking about me. Now, I ain't no dummy to think I'm above criticism. So when I see something that's valid, I listen. But Sugar Honey Iced Tea is something about the queen tone that's bothering me. Woo, child. So y'all know people went in. I mean, the black woman went in. Um, you know, it was all kind of, you know, they thought what he said was, you know, misogynist and... Uh, you know, Twitter has this new read the room quote or trend, uh, which kind of speaks to the fact that, you know, learn the environment, kind of see what's going on and act accordingly. So a lot of people said he should have read the room. Um, and it kind of came, came from a place of, you know, we have people dying, you know, black women are being raped and killed, you know, so on and so forth. And you decided to come out and talk about a woman's tone, uh, people, people weren't feeling it, especially women, women were not feeling it. And so some people said they kind of took it as he was critiquing his own self. Some people said they felt like he was, you know, addressing the entire black community. Um, and so, yes, there was this huge debate on Twitter, um, between no name fans, J Cole fans, black women, black men, uh, so then a, a few days later, No Name responded with a song. Uh, J, J. Cole's song was called Snow on the Bluff, and her song was called Song 33. Um, 
She said, but N-I-G-G-A-S, in the back, quiet as a church mouse, basement studio when duty, when duty calls to get the verse out. I guess the ego hurt now. It's time to go to work. Wow, look at him go. He really about to write about me when the world is in smokes, when it's people in trees, when George was begging for his mother saying he couldn't breathe, you thought to write about me? Uh, So, yes, uh, a lot of people were feeling it. <laughs> a lot of people loved her response to um j cole song um so after j cole received a lot of backlash he came out and he said um and I, I believe this was the next day actually after he dropped the song he said morning i stand behind every word of the song that dropped last night i have i haven't done a lot of reading and i don't feel well equipped as a leader in these times but i do a lot of thinking and i appreciate her and others like her because they challenge my beliefs and i feel that in these times that's important we may not agree with each other but we got to be gentle with each other uh, and so then, you know, surprisingly, after No Name dropped her song, she actually apologized. She said, I've been thinking a lot about it and I am not proud with myself for responding with song 33. I tried to use it as a moment to draw attention back to the issues I care about, but I didn't have to respond. My ego got the best of me. I apologize for any further distraction this caused. So here's my thing. And I don't want to speak on this too much. Um... So I am a black woman and yes, I am all for protecting black women. Um, do I think that J. Cole should have, you know, read the room and, and maybe that was the wrong time to release the song? Absolutely. Um, and it's funny, I was I was listening to The Breakfast Club <laughs> and Charlamagne made the joke. He was like, you know, as a black man, you should know never to question a black woman's tone like that's just that's just a, a thing like uh, an unspoken rule almost like you know you don't ask a woman's age um i think that's an unspoken rule you just you just don't ask a black woman <laughs> about her tone you just don't do it like you don't ask a black woman to lower her voice or to relax while she's telling you her her thoughts her opinions her feelings you just don't do it you're, you're asking for a, a world of hell um so, yeah, I, I do think that he, you know, if, if he was going to release a song, maybe it was the wrong time to do it. Yes, absolutely, especially with things that are going going wrong or going on in the world right now. Um, I do agree with that. Um, now, I, I do respect him for kind of coming out and saying, you know, look, I stand by every word. You know, he's like, I accept the criticism. I accept the conversation. But, you know, I stand by that. So I think, you know, I, I respect that because I think a lot of celebrities cave you know, when it comes to criticism or, you know, critiques and, and so on and so forth, you know, they apologize. And more more times than none, you know, they're apologizing because uh, of the backlash and not because they really mean it. So, I mean, I can respect the fact that he came out and said, you know, I stand on every word. And I mean, at the end of the day, whether he was talking about no name or whether he was talking about, you know, the black community as a whole, if those are his feelings, he has that right. He is entitled to his feelings. He's entitled to his opinion. And I respect him for standing behind that. Now, could you have, you know, done that at a more appropriate time? Absolutely. Um, and I mean, there are some people who probably believe that, you know, there is no appropriate time for that. But I mean, there's all types of diss and beefs, you know, in the rap community. Like if, if that's his if that's his truth, you know, if that's what he believes then so be it. And for those who believe, you know, he is a misogynist or what he said was misogynistic, you know, and that he doesn't protect black women, you know, you have the right to feel that way as well. Um, now, I, I, I also can say that I respect J. Cole because he has been on the front lines, you know, 
fighting for black lives. You know, we saw him at, you know, at these different protests. And this is not something that J. Cole uses as a photo op. He doesn't post about it. You know, he doesn't tweet. He doesn't post his picture on Instagram. He just shows up, you know, and people take pictures. So, you know, I can respect that. And I I, I can respect that J. Cole is proactive, you know, that he's been, like I say, he's been on the front lines and it, it doesn't just pop up when, you know, things happen. You know, he's been on the front lines. He's been proactive. And honestly, a lot of the things that he does, uh, he doesn't... Um, seek media coverage um and i think it shows it, it speaks for you know his authenticity uh uh for his work you know in the community so i know i think in, in this regard everybody has you know th their their right to their opinion um everybody's entitled to their own opinion um and could he have dropped it at a different time absolutely at a more appropriate time absolutely um and so shout out to No Name, you know, for expressing her opinions and kind of coming back and saying, look, you know, I think this was, you know, an inappropriate time. So out, out of everything that's happening right now, you chose to talk about me. You know, that's her right. And, and respect to her for that, uh, for her dropping that response. Um, and again, you know, she isn't entitled to her own, her own, you know, opinions. I was a little shocked that she apologized um, because it's kind of like you spoke your truth. You know, why did we need an apology for that? If that's your truth and you feel, you know, why would he say something about me? Why are you talking about me when we have all this stuff going on in the world? If that's how you feel, honey, speak your truth and stand behind that. Um, no need to apologize. You know, regardless if you're doing bad or good, people are going to come at you. You know, you're always going to get criticism and backlash and you're always going to have haters. So if that's your truth, honey, stand in it. Um, now, what, what I can say, I think, and, and I, I listened to, to The Breakfast Club talk about this. No, actually, it was on Rumor Report with Angelia and Charlamagne was kind of giving his his take on it, too. So, obviously, you know, I guess No Name was, you know, supposedly calling out J. Cole. And then he made the song to call her out for calling him out. And then she made the song to call him out for calling her out for calling him out. So at this point, ain't y'all calling each other out for doing the same thing? Everybody just, you just going back and forth, calling each other out. And if you really want to be real, you know, with the whole back and forth thing, are y'all not taking away, you know, attention from what's happening? You know, that's what that's what the argument was with J. Cole. Like, you know, you talking about no name and it's a whole bunch of stuff going on, right? All this stuff going on in the world. Black women are being raped. Black men are being killed. Black women are being killed. And, you know, they still haven't arrested, you know, the murderers of Breonna Taylor. Why would you make a song about no name? But, I mean, we could say the same thing about no name. You know, if you stand behind, you know, the fact that we need to pay attention to the bigger issues and then you drop a song addressing somebody, you know, for doing just what you're doing, I'm a little confused at both of y'all. Y'all calling each other out for doing the same thing. So, again, I think, you know, everybody has, you know, a right to their own opinion. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Um, but the bottom line is, and I think this is what both of them were trying to get at, is that there are bigger issues in the world that we need to be concerned about. Um, other than rat beef. Yes, black women are being murdered. Black women are being raped. Black women are disappearing. Black lives are being taken from us, you know, right in front of our eyes. Things need to happen. They still have not arrested the murderers of Breonna Taylor. We don't need rat beefs right now. We need change. We need justice. We need equality. So I think we need to focus on the bigger picture um, and, and the bigger issues at hand. And, and, you know, I, that goes back to my point, you know, on my last episode, we, we got to think about unity and unifying at this point. I think now is the most important time. Um, it's so imperative for us to be unified. Um, that, that's how we're going to attack this. I think the best way possible. That's just my opinion. So 
I don't know, just my take. I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts. But that's y'all's dose of mash for today. I enjoyed myself, and I hope y'all enjoyed yourselves, too. And I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks Let for listening. Let me get the mic. Honey, I've got something to uh, say. Uh, hey, ooh, I like hey, that. Can uh, you turn that up for uh, me? No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj.